The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, so what are we drinking today? We're drinking a drink that was first created in the 1800s. Oh, really? Yeah, called the Morning Glory Cocktail. Morning Glory. It's one of the hair of the dog or the, you know, next day hangover cures. Sure. Supposedly, back in its day. Packs a punch. And it's indeed drinking it in the morning. You might want to change your plans for the day, is what it says. So we're going to have it in the evening. So it's an ounce of rye whiskey, an ounce of brandy, a teaspoon of triple sec, a dash. This is always a fun thing to do. A dash of absinthe. Dash is like, I need to, you know what I'm going to do? Is you, need, gonna, you need a dropper. I'm going to, well, or dropper, or I'm going to take an old Angostura bottle. When so we that's get a good it. idea. And clean it real well, yeah. and then fill it with absinthe specifically for the yeah, dashes. Because dash. there's quite a few recipes that require a dash of oh, absinthe. That's, that's a good idea. And if you're going to like rinse it inside of a glass, a dasher yeah. would be great. Sure. Perfect. And then it says two dashes of aromatic bitters, not Angostura, but aromatic bitters, which so I have. what did you use? Aromatic bitters. Oh, I, see. I actually have them. Okay. And then normally it would be a teaspoon of simple syrup and an ounce or two of club soda served with a lemon twist. Well, this time, I thought we had club soda, but we ran out. So I chose 7-Up. Okay. 7-Up already has sweet in it. it so does, yeah. I opted for two ounces of the 7-Up. Now, it'll be interesting to know because we don't often drink fizzy drinks. No. This won't be very fizzy. Right. Because I grabbed a new bottle of 7-Up, but it feels kind of flat-ish. Oh, so it might just be a more of a water mixer. You know okay. what I mean? Well, there so you we'll go. see. It's got a pretty color. It's got a big ice bowl. Mm-hmm. And lemon twist. Yep. So that's sweeter than I expected it to be. Yeah, for me too. That's interesting. And that's without simple syrup. Right. But it's very deceiving. It's very deceiving. This doesn't feel like it's going to be a strong drink, it's but it'll dece- kick your ass. Yeah, it's deceiving. It's very deceiving. I'm going to let the ice melt a little me bit too. that. Me too. I think that's, I the- think that's the key. Yeah. I think it's only going to get smoother. It'll get smoother. It's a little but bit too sweet. what I'm thinking is it's a very deadly drink, deadly drink because yes. you don't anticipate it to be what it is. Yeah. Okay. Very good. We're here today with the Hopeful Cup to talk about chastity, which is a really popular topic these days. So 
hopeful. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Really appreciate you being on. Can you do me a favor and tell me about what you were thinking when you considered chastity? Like, What were the thought processes that you had to deal with? Okay. When I approached my mistress, my wife, about her taking control, chastity was not in the forefront of my mind. It wasn't something that I had considered as necessary for me or something that I really wanted, but I knew it was within the community. And as we began talking about it and getting online and and meeting with more people in the community, it became clear that there were certain benefits to it in a female-led relationship and that if I were to engage in that with her, there would be benefits for both of us. And we have been on that path ever since. And I'm not going to lie, Saffir, it's a little addicting. I'm laughing (laughs) because that's what I hear. I hear that it is. I know for a fact that you know, because didn't you put Lady Petra in chastity? For a month. Yes, we did. (laughs) Anal April. And I was listening and I know that you missed uh, certain activities with her. It's the same in reverse. It is, it's a complicated thing, but there's this, this feeling that she's in control in a way that she couldn't be without a physical device. And I like that aspect. No, I totally get that. I'm interested in the mechanics though. And I remember from our previous conversation, you had some difficulty with chafing with the original device, right? That is absolutely true. The first one we bought, and I won't mention the company because I'm sure they make a decent product. It just didn't work for me. The ring itself, the way a a male chastity cage adheres is there's a ring that goes around the scrotal sac and around the top of the penis. And then there's a piece that attaches to that that holds the head of the penis or the shaft of the penis and attaches to the ring. The ring that I had created a wound underneath my scrotum that took a little over a month to fully heal. It's all good now. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad it's healed. So, you know, that raises a couple of questions. So the first question that comes to mind is, of all the devices that you could potentially have chosen, how do you make the selection? What's your thought process there? Okay, so initially I didn't know. I had never had one. Years of thinking about this type of play, and I had never purchased one or even considered it, really. And so I didn't really know. When I bought my first one, I couldn't get it on. It was it was too small. I have a I have a large circumference. And it was hard to find a ring that fit. And then because all the rings that we had bought were too small, we ended up buying a few that were too big. And then with the wound, it was hard to get a good fit. But we figured it out now. I think we have a real good device that fits and stays on and we're comfortable with it. Okay. So about how much money would you say you spent all in all just trying to find the right device? It was hundreds. The device that I'm wearing now comes from Kink 3D. They make a resin cage, a 3D printed cage, and the rings are about $40 each, and I would guess I have five of them. And the nose pieces, the pieces that hold the penis itself are between 120 and 160 and I have two of those, and I probably need a third one. So, And then the second question from that fitting process comes to mind, which is, do you prepare the skin in any particular way? Do you use a cream or a powder or anything at all? to prepare the skin for chastity? I use a lot of gold bond hand lotion. They're upper level stuff when I'm wearing it. A lot of guys recommend the baby diaper creams. They're supposed to be good if you get irritated. 
And a friend of mine from real life who I happen to know is into this sort of thing told me Carmex, the lip stuff, carry a tube of that with you and you'll be safe. But you definitely want to lube up the ring. It's going to be it's going to be noticeable here and there. Does it make sense to shave the area or to eliminate the hairs that might pull in the cage? A hundred percent. As a matter of fact, Mistress and I just completed uh, about a week ago, 21 days in chastity. It was the longest period of time I've ever done that or gone without an orgasm since I was about, I don't know, 12. And the only time I was let out during those 21 days, I was let out twice to shave and clean because you do have to keep it up or it'll get, you know, you have to clean the cage every now and then. And you have to also shave in order to keep those little hairs will get yanked right out. Did you wean yourself into the wearing? Because I mean, it's a new device. And so obviously with, even with one that finally fits, do you need to wean yourself in so that it becomes more, your body becomes kind of adaptable to it. And then also on the nose piece or what the piece that covers the shaft, there's various ones, like there's some that have more spacing and then some that are like much more solid in nature. Do you have recommendations on those? So I'm not going to be great on a whole bunch of different cages. What I have found is that the most important thing is how you fit in it to pee. Occasionally the bars will block the urethra and that creates an interesting, uh, an interesting and embarrassing mess, especially at work. So I just having making sure you have a good fit, I think is really important. The 3D cages have a lot of openings, Lady Petra, so that that makes them easy easier to pee out of, uh, which was the biggest problem. Urination is the biggest problem in long term chastity for me. Just getting used to sitting down in every place I go is difficult. And to your first question, weaning in, absolutely, you got to go. Bit by bit. First, we did a couple of hours. Then we did an overnight. Then we did a couple of days. We kept trying to get better at it and go longer and longer. And, you know, now we're headed for October, I think. That's interesting. With the long-term chastity, let me just go back to the device. I've seen devices that have a urethral plug to facilitate cleaner urination. Have you tried one of those? No, I'm not interested in that. I understand some people do like it. They they also have the cages that where you, you connect it to your Prince Albert piercing that makes it almost impossible to pull your penis out of it. Most cages, I think most of us can get our penis out of the top of the cage. It's just hard to get anything done with it. Plus, there's the mental chastity aspect of the whole situation in general. Okay, good. So let's talk about the 21 days. So tell me what happened in the 21 days for you. Like, What was your mindset going in and how did it end? So we have a contract, which we talked about in our last visit. And the contract says that she can keep me in chastity for as long as she wants. But for every day I'm in, I have to get a day out. So it's supposed to be 50-50. So if I'm in for a week, I'm out for a week like that. And after our vacation, we went on vacation in early August, she didn't ask me to put the cage back on for three weeks, for three weeks. She just, she didn't bring it up. And when she finally did, she decided we did five days and then she took it out for a day. And then she wanted to put me back in, or we did three days and she wanted to put me back in for 18 days to make up the 21 
And instead of 18 days, she did the whole 21. So when we first set it up, I set a timer. Like I, I did, I just did a, I downloaded an app on my phone and I set a timer. This is when I am supposed to get out. And I sent it to her. That's, this is what we've agreed to. And she said to her credit, she's really kind of magnificent. She said, I didn't agree to that. You're out when I say you're out. So there was an element of when she first said that there was an element of maybe I'll get out sooner. Maybe she, maybe she'll want to play with me this weekend or uh, like there's that excitement. And then when you start to understand that that's not the way it's going to be, it is, it gets a little bit more intense. The first week is hard, really hard, especially after being free for a while. But the second week, this particular time, as I was just starting to get my groove, I came home from work. She was working later than I was. And I came home to the key and a note that said, please wash and shave your balls. You may masturbate if you want. That was it. So as I read that, I knew, I mean, it was a test. She was testing me. So she gave me this opportunity. She offered me this lifesaver, this, here you go. You've been in chastity for eight days. Go ahead if you want. But she was like, you know, Lady Petra, that when you're a sub, you kind of want to be told to do it. I didn't want to make that decision for her. And I didn't want to have to tell her that I had been weak. So even though I had the key and I was free and I took a shower and cleaned myself up, I put it right back in. As we got to the weekend where I was supposed to be freed, I kept trying very hard not to say, please free me, please let me. I was trying not to be, but I was, I was feeling it. And when she finally let me out, it was, it was glorious. It was, we spent about an hour and a half together um, just playing and it was, it was just, it was glorious. It was wonderful. So 21 days was a long time, but the release, the reveal at the end was a hundred percent worth. Got it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So there is a sense on the boards that I've read that when you're in chastity, that sexual energy is really directed towards supporting her in whatever she's up to. Did you find that that was true for you? Oh, absolutely. She's been incredibly busy lately. So it's been, it's both of our lives are really complicated in the real world. At the moment, so we've had a hard time really connecting a lot, but the intensity of the interplay between us, the it's constant flirting, it's it's constant teasing. She sends me pictures of the key. She posts things on Twitter that she knows will get me going. She teases me. She she's relentless, and there's this this energy about being that I don't know that intoxicated with somebody that's that's hard to explain and and it's it's just kind of amazing you know we talked to a, a young man a few months ago who has resigned himself to permanently be in chastity he's sort of given up on his sexuality and has completely redefined sexuality from his point of view and he's being sissified and and so forth and owned by a dominant and this sounds like a different relationship this sounds like one where you don't see permanent chastity in your future oh no we are this has very quickly our relationship has very quickly become a full-on ds relationship we are fully flr she is 100 percent in charge 
and that's 24-7. And that just works better for us as a dynamic. It works better for who each of us are in our souls. And she is, she's very benevolent. She listens. We talk everything out. And I'm really comfortable with her being in charge. But this is, the whole point of it is to make our sex life better. By no stretch of the imagination am I interested in permanent chastity. By no stretch of the imagination am I interested in being locked for months or months and months at a time. I like the charge of gearing up, get off with my beautiful wife. And that time and that the October thing, 31 days is a long time. But in those 21 days or in the five day periods or eight day periods that we've done before that, it's just a constant buildup that is, it's wonderful. But the cherry on top for me is when it's, when the chastity is over and I get to release that built up tension and love. And of course, after the 21 day lockup, she gave me my first ruined orgasm. Okay. You have to share. So it's, she was, she was, she'd let me out. She worked me up. She got me all hard and she was, she was giving me a hand job and just as I was ready to release 21 days of pent up passion, she let go and I had, I came with no stimulation. So it was much less, it was not that sensation that I had hoped for, but she did it on purpose to be a little cruel. And that's kind of what I like about her. Okay. That's interesting. I've never ruined your orgasm. I haven't prevented you from having orgasms, but I haven't ruined you. Yeah, well, lots of edging. Lots of edging. Yeah, okay. So what's it like when you're in chastity and you get aroused? I mean, your, your cock can't expand. So how does that feel and, and what's it like? You'd be surprised at what it can do. When you get an erection in the cage, the penis does get erect and it can get erect, but it pushes the cage out, making the cage much tighter. And then the glands of the penis is pushing against the bars in the front and your balls get pulled away from your body by the cage because as your penis gets erect, I can actually get my cage to flip up and down a little bit when I have an erection. Like I could throw it around. Like it's an interesting experience being erect in one of those things. Helicopter. <laughs> it is very strange. I'm not kidding. Kind of fun. And then I'm assuming because your wife is your wife, that when you're in your cage, she does things to tease you in your cage. So how does that work? Oh, it's relentless. First, I, I mean, I think I just went through this, but she, she, the Twitter account was her idea to tease me. And it's been wonderful. She does it all the time. She will send me pictures of the key around her chest uh, or, or between her, between her breasts. She just, and she'll rub the key on me. She'll leave the key around, like just leave it in the bathroom. Here it is. It's constant with her. It's good. All right. So, you know, young man listening, he thinks to himself, you know, I want to get a cage. So what advice would you give him? So first I do a little bit of research and a lot of measuring. I'd measure the circumference of around the scrotal sac and the penis and make sure I knew exactly what that was. I would look at several different kinds of cages. Don't go for the cheapest cages. Spend a little money. Use one of the brands that has a presence on Twitter. I really like the Kink 3D designs. Not that I work for them or anything. I just, mine's very comfortable. I, like I said, I could wear it for 21 days and that was day and night, 24 hours. Now, comfort is key and be prepared to buy four or five because you're going to have to find the right fit and it's not like you can return them. I'm curious if you had talked to Mistress about chastity in a way that 
allows you to share what her reaction to you being in chastity was. Well, so at first it was just amusing to her. She didn't really understand it and didn't really get it. But once we started to engage in it, Saffir, and she began to tease me and she began to have this new way to be sexual with me, it just took off for her. So she now she I think she really enjoys it. When you are in a cage for 21 days, how do you approach cleanliness and how do you get it dry? Like, What's your strategy? All right. So the cage that I have allows for a lot of air drying. So there's no problem with drying. Every time I bathe, I bathe and I wash into the cage, like up and I put my fingers in as much as I can and clean under the ring. And you have to really spend some time cleaning it out. And I bathe regularly no matter what. But when I'm in chastity for days, I bathe more often because it's just, it can be a little unclean. So you have to clean it a lot. Okay. So I've heard, do some research, try a bunch of different cages and sizes, use a lotion or some diaper lotion or something like that to lube the skin and protect the skin. Take good measurements and then clean regularly. Wean into it. Wean into it like day by day by day. And then give your key to somebody who's cruel. (laughs) (laughs) somebody who's cruel that you can trust yes yes obviously who you can trust yeah that's important (laughs) it's kind of a big deal i was teasing yeah so okay good anything else you can think of to share with a prospective chastity hound so this is what i'll say about it it is it's it might take some getting used to it's weird at first but there are a lot of pleasures in it and i mean i personally I want everybody to get exactly what they want. If that guy wants to be in chastity for the rest of his life, every single day, God bless him. That doesn't have to be it. Like you, you can do it from that guy all the way down to, I wear it on Tuesday from 12 to 12, 10. You can decide how you want to work it. But chastity has been a great benefit to, to our relationship and to what we're doing in the kink world. Well, and I get it because wearing devices continually, I mean, I've, worn a butt plug every day I go to work for three years and there is an adjustment and there is a weaning in period in the beginning and there is a type of material and what you look for and what seems to work you know and so it's important that people explore it not just a knee-jerk reaction to it no absolutely and I always whenever I change anything in the cage, if I go to a smaller ring or I change the, the front piece or anything like that, I try it out when I know I'm going to be home for hours, when I'm not going to have to be someplace where it might be an issue, where I couldn't replace it or change it or get it off if I had to. Have you ever gone through an airport with it on? No. I think that's against the rules. I don't think you can do that. It's got a metal lock, so it'll show up. They're going to find it, and then you're going to have to explain it. And that's why I don't wear a metal butt plug through security. Like I have a glass one. Exactly. And I know they have the plastic cages where you can get a plastic tag and they say you can wear those through an airport, but I don't She might now with this idea. She could put a zip tie through it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You just never know. All right. Well, you know, this has been really interesting and I really appreciate you on really short notice coming on and just sharing your experience in chastity. So Hopeful Cuck, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That was great. I'm a big fan, guys. Thank you very much. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. 
You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.